Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Welcome back to another episode of Marketing with Confidence. I'm so excited to be joined by Carrie-Anne today from Verve. How are you going? Hello, Marianne. It's great to be here. I'm really well, thank you. That's good. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited to have you on here. Obviously, we know you and I did some work together last year around processes and, oh God, everything. You 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 helped me revolutionize my business. I think I'd run my business out of my head for 12 years and then I met you and you helped me get it out of my head onto the world's biggest piece of paper. Um, but it <laughs> has, you, you know, yeah, has been amazing. I always talk to people about the work that we did together. So I'm really excited to have you on here today to, you know, to talk to a, a larger community about the impact that that work can have. Oh, that's very generous of you. I, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. I um, I think the world of you and the work that you do and follow you avidly on LinkedIn <laughs> and you do great stuff yourself. So right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, look, to help everybody else get up to speed, tell us about yourself and how you became obsessed with processes and systemizing businesses. Yeah, it's a bit of a nerdy thing to be into, isn't it? Um, I love it. <laughs> It's not something that I ever uh, intended to get into. It wasn't a childhood ambition or anything. When I was younger, I wanted to be a psychologist and then I ended up moving through and becoming a teacher. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I've had lots of years in teaching and education in yeah. all sorts of different ways. But um, at the same time, you know, because teachers have got their spare time, but my my yeah. husband and I, um, my husband headed up a, uh, a business and it was yeah. called Vacuum Spot e-commerce business. We sold vacuum cleaner spare parts online. And um, and it was a great business um, right around uh, the the turn of the century. So, you know, we're, we're there in the early 2000s and the internet was just yeah. a new place to be. And um, so, yeah, it was a really great business. And to this day, it's still a wonderful business because people don't want to buy vacuum cleaner bags or shopping with their girlfriends. No. Vacuum cleaner bags. Right? <laughs> no, <laughs> so exactly. Click, click and get it delivered. It was a great business. And so we built it from home, you know, really organically and uh, then ended up moving from our country home um, town in Wagga Wagga, New South Wales, um, through to Melbourne. We both always loved Melbourne and wanted to get down here. So we moved to Melbourne, had a big warehouse, did everything ourselves, and the business just kept growing and growing. But the problem with the growth was that we kept growing in revenue, but we weren't growing in profit. Uh-huh. So we were putting on more staff to handle our order fulfillment. We were contracting mm. for marketing, um, for mm. all sorts of stuff, you know, um, website development, uh, design work, all that stuff. We were running this really tight ship, I guess, in terms of productivity, but um, uh, there were inefficiencies in terms of we weren't really controlling our stock. Uh, we had no processes actually recorded. So we were making a bunch of sales but we weren't running a business that could grow and scale, not not sustainably. And uh, and the problem, um, to cut a really long story short, is that my husband ended up passing away. He had a heart attack and he was 37 years old and um, and it was simply he'd been putting on weight as we, as we continued to grow our debt. Yeah. You know, our debt increased, his weight increased, his stress yeah. tension increased. It was horrible. Yeah. It was, it was horrible. 
And uh, and so when he left, I was left with this business that was, like I said, growing and turning over like literally a million dollars in sales. Yeah. But we we didn't have profit and I didn't have any um, backup plan. Didn't have a business. Yeah. Didn't have a business. We had this horribly burdensome job. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. And we had staff to look after. Yes. Um, Mouths to feed. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely terrible. So that, you know, opened the doorway to systems and processes in my world. It was a really... um, a very um, a necessity is the mother of invention type yeah. of moment where I'm like, well, if I close this business, we were already in debt up to our neck, so I would have gone bankrupt. Yeah, and so wow. I had to work it out. Uh, so by uh, automating as much as I could, um, I managed to streamline by automating our stock control, did a massive stock take, standardised our pricing, wow. redid our warehousing, then outsourced the warehousing. And then started to get some um, team members on that could be more permanent and more stable. Um, and so, and did that by doing what I do with so many people now, writing up systems and processes, mapping out exactly how I wanted wow. my staff to work. Yeah. So they could work for me um, and I wouldn't go under. It was literally a matter of survival. Uh, and so, yeah, that it, it literally transformed the business. In the first six months, I cleared 10 years worth of debt that have been building and building and building. Wow. That's then, phenomenal. Yeah. And then in the next 12 months, I outsourced everything and got it to the point that it was literally a turnkey that I could sell. And, and of course, then I did sell. I, I was very much ready to move on. Oh, how um, fantastic. But it was all on the strength of those processes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So at the very end, we had four key operations manuals. There was a warehouse manual a website manual, a customer service manual, and a management manual just with all of our basic admin processes. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, that plus a bunch of automations and back-end. <laughs> so that's that's how I started and now I help people do that very thing. Amazing. And look, that you know, when you talk to people about selling a business, they always say, you know, nobody wants to buy a business that relies on a person in that business. Nobody wants to buy the business where you, the owner, is so instrumental. They they want to move you on. They you know they they want a business that they can step into and make money out of, not you know have to clean up. So obviously that I guess that wealth of experience that you develop through that process for yourself is so valuable to other business owners to get their lives back, even if they don't. You know, I know for myself, it's like my brain is now I, I don't hold all the information for all the people all the time. Yes, exactly. Um, not my absolute favorite, but one of my favorite books, uh, business books, is called "Unbuilt to Sell" mm-hmm. by an author called John Warrillow, and uh, and he talks about um, building a business asset. Yeah, and that's what you're saying. You know, it's yeah. not about um, building a business even that is profitable yeah. because it all relies on you. You are so completely vulnerable. The business, yeah. in terms of sale value, is worth literally nothing. Yeah, because it can't run without you. No. So, yeah, it is about going to that next level and seeing your business as more than just a revenue builder or even a profit generator. It's seeing it as a a saleable asset. Yeah, which is, I guess, when you're in the small business space and when you're in those early days, you don't always think about that. But, you know, that's part of the future benefit of today's business, you know, is otherwise, you know, the career path is probably, you know, more money with less stress. Oh, my God, it's so true. I think that's so often, you know, like if you've been in business for a few years, we've all faced the days where, where you're oh. just like, 
Oh, I'm just going to in jobs. Yeah, get a real job. I just need a real job. <laughs> Correct. How much would I get paid to be a GM somewhere else? <laughs> 100% and sleep at night. That's it. We've all been there. But if you want to build that business, I said, and if you, uh, then you need to go through that process yeah. of, of setting up the systems to run the business. But the thing is that, see, that's actually, um, we didn't do it well. And unfortunately, yeah. like I said, it was only after that tragedy that I sort of, got it together and yeah. started doing this work. But um, but the reality is my late husband and I, Alec, always had our eyes on that. So even when we were operating out of our garage, yeah, packaging our own little, um, you know, vacuum cleaner bag orders and mm-hmm. taking them down to the post office at the end of each day, you know, when we had like yeah. three or four sales a day, even from then we were thinking, how can we build this up? How can we yeah. turn this into something that's, that's you know, bigger than what we are? Um, yeah. But, yeah, but, oh, and there's another thing here, another little lesson in here too. He was that classic entrepreneur, loved chasing sales, loved doing deals, loved to get the next big order, the next big client, the next yeah. big supplier. And he was that that really classic visionary entrepreneur guy, um, which most business owners are. Yeah. Um, I've Another great business book that I've read is, um, is called Rocket Fuel by Gino Wickman. and. Yeah. And it talks about the value of having that 2IC or that operations mm. manager, that integrator, the person who actually makes the nuts and bolts of the vision happen. Yeah. Um, and I do think as as um, sad as that whole time was, I was really blessed in that the visionary had done his job. Yeah. Big thing. Yeah. And uh, and it does take a, a really good partnership there to to have someone who champions yeah. those processes for you. Yeah, yeah, that's true because it's hard to be both the visionary and the details oh. person. You know, oh. there's no time for the big picture and the innovation if you're stuck in the you know the cogs turning, making sure that you know everyone's doing what they're meant to be doing. The checkpoints, like they're almost two completely different personality types or strengths as well and it's hard to be again that all things to all people absolutely and you know what I find that when I'm working with my clients now my favorite clients are those visionary ones yeah yeah they love to take something to market they love those sales and building out that network and so then I can come and compliment you know so so now I understand that dynamic so much more yeah. I'm always on the lookout for that sort of person because <laughs> I help them. I help them best. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Mm. Um, okay, some fast fire questions for you. You've touched on a couple, but tell me your absolute favorite business book. Yes, well, if we're not counting my business book, Freedom Machine, right? So my <laughs> nice little good plug. plug good plug. <laughs> yeah. My my favorite business book is The E Myth by uh, Michael Gerber. Oh, amazing! Uh, absolute classic. Um, yes. Yeah, about this very stuff that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember getting, oh god, yeah, ten years ago, something. It's yeah, exactly, it's an oldie but goodie. Yeah, <laughs> love it. What about best follow? Who can't you get enough on on socials or podcasts? Who do you love to follow? Yeah, well, here's the thing. I've thought about this question, but in the in media, I spend all day looking at screens. You know, I'm checking yeah. notifications on my phone and blah blah. blah. So when I'm actually in my own media space, yes, I'm I'm doing fun things. Um, oh, I do I follow that. you on LinkedIn. I, I <laughs> Thanks for the plug. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Well, it's 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 value add for everyone. Um, so absolutely, um, love the stuff that you're doing. 
But no, like I, I'm looking at Celeste Barber on Insta. You yeah, know, you're, you're zoning out. Yeah. yeah, I'm just having fun playing, you know, looking yeah. at house renovation shows and like um channels and things. So. Yeah, totally. I'm a bit yeah. like that with podcasts. Like I listen to so many podcasts for, you know, self-development, for leadership, for business, and then I love to listen to like celebrity gossip podcasts once a week. <laughs> just like it's you know, it's like none of this means anything. Yeah. Although then they'll say something about a social media trend. I'm like, no, go away. I just want this time to be yeah. frivolous, frivolous yeah. time. Yeah. Stop down. Yeah. yeah. And what gets you out of bed each day? Um, uh, not an alarm. Uh, it's very specific. I don't I don't set alarms. Wow. I find alarms a really stressful way to wake up. Yes, true. Um, uh, but what do I actually get out of bed for? I genuinely love living. Um, I yeah. love looking after my health. I have my, I have like a little me first policy in the morning. Yes. So yeah, like I love it. Morning, so the first few hours of the day, I'm me prepping food, doing my workout, you know, yeah. caring for my skin, just looking after love me. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then jumping in and and um, I've been in a really fortunate position that I get to choose whatever work I do. And um, this is this is it. I love yeah. this work. So, oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, That's and to be awesome. a superhero for my kids, like it, it all comes down to what example can I be for my two children, and and how can I lead the way for them to be inspired and feel like they can do anything as well. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And I get, you know, that positive, upbeat energy, like is so lovely to be around and, you know, so important. I think, you know, it's that what you put out is what you get back as well. So true. Yeah, very much so. Awesome. Well, I want to talk about sustainable growth. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. <laughs> what, you know, what What do you see as sustainable growth and, and where do business owners fall down when they're striving for it? Yeah, fabulous. Um, I think there's a, there's a few key aspects. Of course, if you're not profitable, you're not going to be sustainable. Or if you don't have a profit plan, there yeah. are times and seasons in every business yeah. um, that you may not be profitable for a period. But if you've got a plan with some pretty solid projections there, that's okay. And if you're cashed up. So, yeah. so you need to be liquid. You need to have enough money to cover your expenses. And, of course, being profitable is is the only way to be sustainable. So there's that box that you do need to tick. Uh, but then but then the only way it can be profitable is, is in the two other sort of pillars of the business, which is your people and your processes. Yeah. Uh, so and, and both need each other, mm-hmm. you know, like. You don't have a process for nothing. Like a process is only built for people to actually yeah. do the work they're going to do um, or to make the work easier in terms of tech, automations, um, systemization in that way. Um, so the the, uh, the process is there to serve the people. But by the same token, if the process isn't there, then the people are going to fall down. They're not going to work, A, efficiently or productively, yeah. um, but B, they're not going to be confident with what they're doing they're not going to um, have opportunities to shine um, and really excel. Uh, There's not necessarily, it's not going to be as easy to reward great performance because if you don't have systems to guide them to excellent performance and then to track that performance, Mm. then you've got a bit of a problem there. So profitability is, of course, the top most sustainable thing. But I, 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 I know for a fact that the two pillars under that is your people and your processes and getting those right they go hand in hand yeah um and then yeah you've got an unbeatable combination there of a business that can really grow and thrive yeah that's interesting I I think that there's probably 
I, I wouldn't think that most businesses see all three at once. You know, I, I think that it's probably that one of those combinations, you know, where it's like, oh, people and profit or profit and processes, but not thinking about how the three entwine and actually work together to to make sure that it's, you know, yeah, that it's sustainable and 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 that everything that is connected needs to be connected to keep that going. Yeah, honestly, I think I um the amount of money that we wasted that was just lost to inefficiency um, back in the day um, when we were running vacuum spot, oh, it just is sickening to think about it. There would have been hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars that were wasted in carrying too much stock, in yeah. paying people that were confused and making mistakes, um, in taking on, um, like I said, you know, marketing contractors or advertising, and they're not really having a solid of um of what what a good job looked like what success looked like and and then how to fulfill those orders I mean it it was just it was an absolute chaotic shambles of mess it was so bad um and the thing is like there's part of me I'm like oh it's so embarrassing right because when you're in business you don't want anyone to know that about you no no your dirty secrets (laughs) what happens behind closed doors but but um, I've I've worked with enough clients to know this, this is actually the story of yeah. a lot of people's businesses behind the scenes. Where is that file? Oh, I asked you to do it this way, not that way. Yeah. Um, and it, things that get confused, people get lost. It's just it's a mess, and all of that costs money and it costs time, yeah. and it costs days, weeks, months of of lost opportunity. Yeah. And I guess as well, when a when a business has strong revenue, it can be easy for well to mistake that not for profit but for success. You know, while well, we're doing really well, the money is coming in. We're doing really well. We're doing really well. You know, and I think it's not until maybe some businesses fall on hard times that then they stop and go. You know, we're not doing well. What what has to change? How can we get more out of our people? Or what can we cut? Or what can we improve? Whereas, you know, it's that it's that kind of um, oh, it's that saying of growing broke. You know, you're growing and you think, oh, we're growing, so it's all wonderful. But what lies beneath the surface is the fact that you know the the rate of growth and the rate of profitability are going in the opposite direction. Yeah, exactly. It, it's um, another little saying is about that. Uh, Revenue is vanity, yes. uh, but cash is king. It, it's, yes. it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yes. matter what comes through the till, you know. Yeah, it, correct. Yeah, it matters what you're retaining and what is the, yeah, that, that, that um, black number. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't agree more. Yeah. You touched on earlier about you, you know, about Alec really being the visionary and, and you being that, that second, that second person, that ops, that detail and, and how that, you know, that role is so critical. Mm. When we think about the leaders in our business, you know, what can we unlock in them to help us grow as as CEOs and owners of the business? Oh, what a fabulous question. I love that question. What can you unlock? Um, I think the starting point comes down to when you're recruiting and mm. when you're hiring, understanding not only this, you know, we've all heard the thing about, you know, you can always teach skills, but you can't teach culture fit. So there is that, yeah. um, but that's been done to death. <laughs> um, I want to tick the box, but then we know on. that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, because I think that uh, one thing that's often overlooked is the fact that we don't 
We don't hire for a balanced mix. We're not thinking about um, the the personality profile, the um, uh, using those profile tools like the DISC profiling or the Gallup strengths, yeah. uh, Roger, Roger Hamilton's um, talent dynamics, those things to really give you a sense of I'm creating a puzzle that needs different shaped pieces to fit together to make the whole. Yeah. Um, so when we're recruiting, it's important that we know who we're looking for or, or the, the type of person that we're looking for. Um, and then hopefully we get that good balance. Yeah. Um, and then what can we unlock? We can unlock motivation. Yeah. Where, and we do that by establishing a really good, strong vision that is not only out there, pie in the sky, um, postcards sort of a reality, but a, a, a real tangible thing that directs the way that we're working. It, it, we re, we're reminded of it in our in our meetings, in our Slack yeah. chats. Yeah. Um, that it's a vital, vibrant part of our yeah. of our um of our company, you know, operations every day. Uh, and then, of course, we can unlock performance, and that comes back into the process conversation that we've already had, so that people yeah. know what to do, when to do it, and what a good job looks like. Yeah to be able to really perform well. But then the, the key there is that the work be really rewarding for people because at the end of the day, the owner or that visionary, they're like, you know, where are they changing the world? Well, are we going to take on this market and we're doing this thing for these yeah. great clients and we can't, you know, it's fabulous for us and that's what gets us out of bed every morning. Yeah. But for our, our workers need something different. Yeah, They need that work to mean something to them. Um, And it doesn't always come down to rewarding them financially. Um, It's about them being acknowledged for really great jobs, Mm. for for having shout-outs in team meetings, sending a little thank you note, um, uh, just saying thank you. It's just amazing the difference that it makes because people look for acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's a little stat there. It's escaped me right now. Um, I think it's... it's over half. I can't remember. I won't say the number because I'll be wrong. Uh, but the vast majority of people who leave a business as in yeah. leave a place of employment do so uh, because they haven't been acknowledged. Wow. Yeah. People just want to know they're doing a great job and people are yeah. seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think you can lose sight of it when, especially in small business, like when you're the business owner, you know, the goals for you, the reasons for you, your why, what that business represents to you is very different to the people that are working for you because that they're, they're employees. They're not, you know, it's that that feeling you have where no one's going to love your business the way you love it. But I think to your point, you need to find what they love, what, what turns them, you know, on what makes them feel appreciated and, and tap into that so that they know how much their contribution means to you. And, 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 you know, again, that personal impact it has on you is probably part of helping them to understand and helping to unlock their performance and, and their commitment as well. Yeah, I think the 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 visionary in the business mm. has got two jobs. They've got the job to communicate that vision in a way that is truly motivating and inspiring and uplifting uh, yeah. and believable for, for their team. But then they also have to tap into their team's motivation and and meet them there so yeah. that uh, so that the their their innate their intrinsic motivation mm. is set on fire so yeah. that they can go ahead and fulfill that vision and achieve that and then yeah. be rewarded in that way. But when people show up to work, I know I, I don't mean to be cynical, um, but the vast majority of people aren't thinking, 
I'm going to make the world's best marketing company or I'm no. going to make the world's best, you know, they're not doing that. They're no. thinking, I want to get a mortgage. I yeah. want people that I like. I want to I want to um, do a really great job and feel proud of my work. Yeah. All the kinds of things that people are motivated by. Yeah. So let's meet them in the middle. And then they yeah. can see that when they get what they want, they're also achieving that bigger thing, which yeah. can start to then get a really big snowball effect coming along. Yeah, that's awesome. You have shared so much already. <laughs> You're welcome. I could do this all day. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's that thing when you're talking on the topic that you love, right? Yes. Like, I'm obviously the same for marketing. I'm like, talk about anything all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, processes, systems, it can seem overwhelming, you know, and, and I know myself is something I put off for so long and, and really did need that handheld approach. Otherwise, I probably never would have shifted the needle and and also the external perspective, which I think is so helpful as well. Mm. What are three easy wins that listeners could leverage today in their businesses, do you think? Oh, easy wins. <laughs> Great. Okay. They're not going to feel sexy. I'm telling you now, they're not going to sound fun. They're not going to sound fun. Um, but they are the fundamental things that I help most businesses with yeah. most of the time. The first one is the most dry thing. I can't believe I'm going to say it. It's mm-hmm. gonna, like people are going to turn off your podcast. I'm sorry, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing is your filing. Yeah. Like if you're, if, uh, especially if you're working in a, a um, remote or hybrid sort of a workplace where you're expecting people to show up to um, log in, you know, yeah. to work online all the time. If they're working in an online mess, it will waste yeah. so much time. It's completely demotivating. It is yeah. so frustrating. Um, and and again, at the end, bottom line, it will cost you time and money. Um, yeah. So cleaning out your filing, I know it seems boring, but it really is a quick win. It will give. No, no, do you mean like not filing everything on your desktop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I do. <laughs> We've all been guilty of that. <laughs> you probably I haven't, have. but we certainly have. <laughs> no, I've got stuff on my desktop. Don't you worry. There's <laughs> the real world. You know, we still have to live. Yes. Yes. Um, but no, it really does make such a massive difference. Everyone can find what they need when they need it, and just keep moving in productivity. Um, yeah. So. So that's the first thing. Um, uh, second thing, get all of your uh, task communications out of your email and mm. out of your Slack or your Microsoft yeah. Teams or whatever, you, yes. if you're still using Skype, um, out of that instant chat. Uh, yeah. you, you need to set up a ta- proper dedicated task slash project management software yeah. like Monday.com. Some people use Asana, like ClickUp. It, your task conversations happening there, it will mean that, again, it's all about finding what you need. Yeah. That's the big part of this. Yeah. That, that, they're, the, they're the quick wins. So um, if you're if you're there looking, you know, chatting, sorry, searching in your Slack chat for the keyword that you think that person yes. said about job. Oh, 100%. You've, how long are you wasting? And if you're doing that three or four times a day, that's, that's easily 10 or 15 minutes and I'm being conservative. Yeah. And that's just that one little thing, you know. So, so pulling all of your actual task information into a centralized place where you've actually got your tasks that are rotating coming through. Yeah. Um, and same with email; it's exactly the same thing. And that way too, you get the added benefit of everyone who's shared to that that space, you know, yeah. that, that workboard, um, can see what's going on. 
So yeah. you're not going to have three email threads or three different chats going on about the one thing. Yeah. Everyone can see what's going on all the time. So that's the second thing. So what have I said? Finally, um, comms. And then, of course, I, I think the third thing is probably a bit more of a foundational thing. Um, uh, one of the first things that I do, and I know I've done this uh, with uh, you there at WiseUp, is um, mapping out what actually happens in your business process. Yeah. And and having the um, having the stakeholders there as well. So if you as the owner know that that um, these two other people are doing this process, but and it's a mess. Yeah. Um, and it keeps on making mistakes, getting confused. Actually, use you, it doesn't need to be uh, fancy. You can just use sticky notes. I use sticky yeah. notes. Um, uh, a whiteboard. You, I use Lucid Chart is my preferred yeah. software. For this, if you're going to do that online, but it doesn't matter. Map out what each of the steps actually are, and you. I guarantee you will find ah, this <laughs> isn't working. Yeah, she thinks I'm doing it like this. I thought I had to do it like that. I yeah. thought we were using this template, but there's a new one that we haven't even been, yeah. oh, right, and so you can smooth it out. Then at least you'll know what you're doing. Yeah. And then from there, each one of those little stickies that says send this email, then you'll know, oh, right, we've got to make sure which is the email yes. and start to clarify the process that way. So, yeah, mapping out the steps of the, the hot spots, you know, the, the fires that are burning right now is a smart idea. Oh, I know. And when I went through that process with you and you made me a million little virtual yellow sticky notes in Lucid, that is what is printed is, is our is our chart with all the little sticky notes. And I recently said to, to the team, see all those little yellow notes? We've got to start getting those in place. And I remember when I did it with you, you told me, you know, it'll take you 12 months to get everything in place. And I thought, no, no, we'll, we'll zip through this. <laughs> But, you know, a, a whole business to to work through takes so long. But even the small parts of it that we've thoroughly done so far, the, the wins are huge. The efficiencies are huge. We can get somebody started in our team so much faster now. And actually, we had someone start the other day and she even said, I loved the onboarding. She said, I felt like I, you know, I've learned the basics of everything I need. And the thing is everyone's learning now from the same songbook. So it's not Chinese whispers. It doesn't depend yes. on who onboarded you as to, you know, which way you'll do it. It's so it's so consistent. So I think that that third easy win, you know, it takes a while to get it all done, but starting somewhere, like you'll just see such a massive shift in your business. 100%. Um, it can feel really intimidating. Like what you did was very brave um, because <laughs> you decided you were just going to take a deep breath and jump yeah. in and, and do the entire run through yeah. of your whole business, um, which is massive. And you know, I, I remember saying to you, it's going to take about a year to start to <laughs> Yeah, and that can be a bit of a hard slog. But um, if you're looking for the quick wins, find those hot spots that are yeah. just fires burning. Yeah, all the, the time. Clients never get the right information about this. Yes. Our invoicing is an absolute mess. We're not following up, yeah. or, or you know, our social. We we don't have consistent posting or whatever the thing. Find that. Map out what's actually happening so you can see it, um, and then you've got somewhere to work from. Um, Whilst ever people have got it all jumbled up in their head, you don't even know the discrepancies uh, yeah. or problems that are happening yet because it's yeah. not right in front of you to even see. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, absolutely. And then also that that fear of you know what if someone gets sick and doesn't come back, or or you know what if what if the person that holds all that information goes, leaves, whatever you know, you then you then scrambling. So doing it, doing the work before you need it, getting that in place is you know it's the it's future proofing everything as well. Exactly, exactly. Um, and the good news is if you are really dedicated, um. To making this a priority and you really you've got a team you want to ramp up you are you know you're ready to scale you just need to get some foundations in place yeah um six to 12 months of dedicated work you will see monumental differences it's not it doesn't take five years and as the business owner all you're doing is steering the ship yeah you've got a team that need to mobilize they're the people that have to actually do the work on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Such a great conversation. I mean, I love systems and processes to begin with. Um, it's so, such valuable, practical things that people can do as well. So really appreciate that. Oh, you are very, very welcome. It's my absolute pleasure. Happy to help. <laughs> and where can people connect with you if they want to learn more about you or grab a copy of your book? Yes, perfect. Um, visit uh, Um That's that's got links to everything and um, loaded up with resources. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Operation Verve on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn, Kiria Nelson. So um, yeah, super easy to find. But the website's probably the best place to start if you actually want to know a little bit more about about what we do and and get some free stuff there while you're at it. Amazing. Thank you so much again for your time today. And I, yeah, look forward to talking to you again soon. Excellent. Thank you, Marianne. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources.